Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. The off-season is heating up. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. A now former Colts fan. And with me, as always, is AJ. Bite some kneecaps, Marquesi. <laughs> and take some more off as you get up the body or whatever the fuck you said. That was so stupid. <laughs> uh, hopefully that won't impact your grades because today we're grading the new head coach and GM hires in the NFL. Let's hit it. Seven. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. That's a song. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you so you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal and for the sneaker sellers out there ebay has limited selling fees on sneakers a hundred dollars and up making it free to sell or flip your collection with other sites taking as much as 25 percent you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You know AJ always betting on what's going to happen next on the Jersey Shore. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Like, is Snooki going to have too many drinks this episode? Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. 
your online sports book experts. And if you use the promo code armchair at checkout, it'll do something else, but I don't know what. But I'm sure you should use it. Speaking Did of full you swing. Use AJ? Oh, okay. Pitchers and catchers are reported, Rob. And yes, I use it all the time. Wait, have they actually, or are you lying? They're there, baby. They're in Florida and Arizona. Who's where? Uh, you want <laughs> Name a team, and I'll tell you if they're in Arizona or Florida, and I might be wrong. Uh, okay, before we dive into grading coaches arbitrarily, uh, the Carson Wentz trade happened, and, I mean, it changes everything. The Eagles... Uh, Obviously, shipped him off to Indianapolis. Um, and from Chris Ballard, my hero, they received a 2021 third-round pick. That's, I think, the 84th overall pick. And uh, a 2022 conditional second-round pick that becomes a first-round pick if he plays 75% of the snaps or 70% and they make the playoffs. AJ, how do you feel about this trade? Um... I, I think it's fairly win-win. I mean, if you're the Eagles, you got to feel good about the Hall. Uh, like, if things go right, that's a first-round pick. And if things go wrong, you also won because you got rid of him. Like, so it's, it's a pretty good deal for the Eagles. Um, I don't mind the Colts swinging on Wentz. I mean, reuniting with Frank Reich, that, that feels perfect for, for Carson. Um, like, it all, like, the offensive line is stacked, obviously. That's going to be huge. They're, they're going to add a couple more weapons for him. The running game is set. Like... It, it, like the big winner is Carson Wentz. I know you've seen that t- take on Twitter, yes. but it, it's definitely true. And I think the Eagles got a good return. And if the if, you know if that seventy percent or seventy five percent is reached, and the Colts have to give up a first round pick, they're probably happy doing so. So I, I mean, it's a pretty fair trade all around, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think this is pretty much the best case for the Eagles at this point. Yeah, um, to get a potential first round pick, and then obviously a third round pick. Um, Definitely, but like the the top winners, Carson Wentz playing behind arguably the best offensive line in the league, gets our instant run game with Jonathan Taylor. They're bringing back obviously Naeem Hines, Jack Doyle, uh, Michael Pittman. They they're they're probably gonna add at least one more pass catcher either through early in the draft or through free agency. Yeah. Hey, Allen Robinson, this would be a cool spot to land. Yeah. Um, I don't love it for the Colts because I think that's probably going to end up being a first round pick and I don't think Carson Wentz is anywhere worth that he uh to me is one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league um I know you like him a little more than I do but this at the same time if anyone's gonna kind of get back to at least what some of what we saw in 2017 with him it's Frank Wright yeah exactly and like if if Carson Wentz can't get right in Indianapolis uh it's over like right exactly this is a shot this, everything is set up perfectly for him so uh, i mean he apparently didn't want to go to the bears and i think uh, he's probably pretty happy he didn't he gets to go to indy so it, it's kind of <laughs> funny that he had any pull of where he gets to go after that terrible season he had but yes i uh, as a, as a as a semi colts fan i am i wish it was somebody else at quarterback but they were they were really in a tough spot, obviously. Um, assuming, like once they missed out on Stafford, and yeah. it's unlikely that I think that Deshaun Watson would actually get moved. So this was kind of, I guess, Plan C. Yeah, and even if Watson does end up getting moved, uh, it's not going to be in division. That's for sure. 
Now, my question is, do you think the Eagles are using their first-round pick on a quarterback if one is available? I am... I'm gonna, I'm I'm forty sixty in favor of them or saying that they're not gonna go. I agree, but I think the possibility is definitely there. Yes, but uh, I guess like they they'd either have to trade up or maybe Trey Lance falls. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's gonna be Jalen Hurst this year, and uh, I I think it's fair. To, I hope. So. Yeah, I think he, like he deserves a chance. Um, we saw flashes, and obviously that office looked way better with him at the helm. And I think he deserves a shot. And if it doesn't work, then you're in position next year to draft a quarterback. So it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, they've done such a poor job surrounding whoever yeah. is their quarterback with weapons. Like, you've got to keep trying. And at six, like, you're, you've got a very good shot at getting either Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith. Yeah, I think when you do boil it down to that, that um, like, you, you know, the, the difference between Jamar Chase – and uh, Jamar Chase and Jalen Hurts, or say Trey Lance, I think you'd rather have Jamar Chase and Jalen Hurts. Okay, it's head coach grade time. Uh, we got seven new head coaches. We're gonna grade them each, and it's not just the head coach hiring; it's the staff as a whole. Uh, that's why the Detroit Lions won't have an F. Um, but yeah, I don't know. AJ is grading on a number system. I'm grading on a letter system. As is tradition. And, and uh, then we'll do the GMs afterwards. Let's start with the Atlanta Falcons, who obviously hired Arthur Smith, the Titans' offensive coordinator. Um, and he, his staff, he filled out his coordinators with Dave Ragone as OC, Dean Pease as DC, and Marquise Williams as his special teams coordinator. I think this feels like the right move for the Falcons, right? Like, that offense should be really formidable this year, to say the least. Um, like, Arthur Smith's going to be a shot in the arm for uh, however the offense looks. And I think if they do end up with Justin Fields or whatever rookie quarterback, um, especially Fields, I think that's a great, great fit to, uh, to eventually take over from Matty Ice. Then you get Javante Williams day two. <laughs> Maybe a piece or two on the offensive line. Uh, I think the Falcons are going to be competitive with Arthur Smith from the hop. Yeah, I uh, I give it a B. Um, I I like it. I don't love it. Um, I I think he would have been like my fifth if I was grading just the options of who to hire. Um, the problem to me is, or the worry to me is, how dependent that offense was on Derrick Henry being Derrick Henry, and you're not going to find a Derrick Henry, and Atlanta doesn't really have a running back. Um, I think Dave Ragone's like such a random hire as offensive coordinator yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, but it's uh, not that important, and Arthur Smith knows him. Like, I, I don't like it, but I didn't like when the Titans hired Arthur Smith as OC, so here we are, baby. Fair. Um, but, yeah, like, Ragone was the, the Bears passing game coordinator and quarterback <laughs> coach for, like, the last four or five years. And before the, the – he worked in Tennessee with Arthur yeah. Smith, so, yeah, they know each other. I mean, he was also, like, a really good quarterback at Louisville, if that means anything to anybody. It does. Um, and he, he lures Dean Pease like out of retirement, who it, – it kind of – it gives me the vibe of when Sean McVay mm-hmm. teamed up with Wade Phillips with the Rams. Uh, obviously, like, like Phillips, Dean Pease has been one of the best defensive coordinators of the last handful of years. Um very, very old pro. And, like, again, he came in a retirement, so he, he must have a good relationship with Arthur Smith. Yeah. Uh, they were together in Tennessee as well. Um, so uh, it's nice that there's con- 
continuity between the coordinators and Arthur Smith. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's so dependent on who they end up with as their uh, as the, as the quarterback and who who this offense will be built around. Because we saw how creative Arthur Smith was in Tennessee with Tannehill, with Derrick Henry, and those guys. And he's got the receivers in Atlanta. That's no question. Yeah. But running back and what what the plan is with um, Matty Ice, and obviously we'll get to this in a bit. But they have a new GM as well, and Terry Fontenot. Yeah, I, I think I don't want to even say that it's an uphill climb for. Arthur Smith, but there, there's a lot of questions to be answered. Uh, I like it. I, I like it. I think this is the right move. Um, I, you, you mentioned Dean Pease. That's an absolute home run for the Falcons. Uh, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I, I like this hire. Um, I, and I, I like the hire of Dwayne Ledford on the offensive line, who they brought from Louisville as well. He's He was one of the best yeah. college uh, offensive line coaches, and he played in the league. Plus, TJ Yates <laughs> is on staff. Pass game specialist, baby. Uh, okay, let's let's jump to the Detroit Lions, uh, who obviously they hired Dan Campbell, the Saints' assistant head coach and tight ends coach, and a lot of people questioned that, including us. Um, but he's done a fantastic job filling out his staff. He brought Anthony Lynn as his offensive coordinator, who obviously has a ton of head coaching experience. He brought Aaron Glenn in from the Saints, who's the DB's coach as defensive coordinator, and he's a guy who's probably going to be a head yeah. coach soon. Um, and then Dave Phipps is special teams coordinator who, I mean, AJ, one of your favorite special teams coordinators, I'm sure. You loved what he did in Philly. I do. And, hey, he, he, he landed Jake Elliott. He stuck with Jake Elliott. Big Dave Phipps fan. Um, and then, like, it, it doesn't stop there, though. Like, <laughs> the notables. The that, yeah, they're great. He, yeah. He brought Deuce, obviously, when the Eagles made their changes, Deuce Staley uh, became available. So he brought him in as his assistant head coach and running backs coach. One of the best running backs coaches in the league and one of the most respected coaches in general. And that's another guy who's probably going to be a head coach at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, another former player uh, in Mark Brunel as his quarterback coach. It, it, another for- yeah. Brunel's former first player. coaching job, though, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, another former player in Antoine Randall-L oh, as his receivers coach. And uh, another former player in Hank Fraley as his O-line coach. Yeah. Plus... Like and again, like Todd Wash is his D line coach. That's a pretty great D line coach to bring yeah. in. Who's obviously got coordinator experience, and they've got Dom Capers in the building, old old Dom, and former linebacker Kelvin Shepard's a, a defensive assistant. Another guy with his first gig, and but hey, that's a defensive assistant's a bit lower than the QB coach. The, the Brunel one's kind of weird, but no, the, the the whole staff is pretty fucking awesome. I, I know it's like. I'm very, very, very underwhelmed with Dan Campbell, but I like the staff that he put around him. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Dan Campbell, if he, like he is obviously with this move, like okay for the Falcons, like Arthur Smith's gonna be calling plays. He was hired for what he's gonna do as a play yeah. caller. Hiring Dan Campbell, that's about building a culture yeah. and being more of that CEO type of head coach, kind of like like a Mike Tom. Yeah, and, and that makes the coordinator hires you. You mentioned. Um, how with the Falcons, the offensive coordinator hires a little, like, not to say it's not super important, but it's less important because of Arthur Smith's calling plays. Yeah. Versus here, the coordinator hires are so important because Dan Campbell's not going to be, I don't expect him to have much of a hand in game planning on offense or defense. And he brings in one of the most respected run game uh, coordinators in Lynn and one of the best up-and-coming defensive coaches in the league in Glenn. <laughs> So you have to feel pretty good about that. And then, the, again, just tossing in the fact that they got Deuce Staley, which I think that's the best uh, assistant hire maybe in, in general. 
this year. And um, so I ended up giving the Lions a B plus. Okay, I, I look, I'm not that high on this higher. I mean, I don't know. Like, it still feels like they're going to be back. In but the... you're grading the staff, not just the Dan Campbell. I know. I know I'm grading it all. But Dan Campbell is – it starts and ends with Dan Campbell. Like, I love the rest – I, I like the rest of what he did. I, you know I love Anthony Lynn. But, like, I, I do think that's a really good hire. But it's not like I think he's going to orchestrate that offense to perfection or anything. It's a bit – hey, Deuce and Anthony Lynn being on the staff, that's awesome for uh, DeAndre Swift, though. But anyways, um, like, it's obviously a major, major step up for Matt Patricia – um, I think it's a step in the right direction. Like you said, it, it feels like they're going to be changing the culture there. And that's what they needed. Um, I don't know. But Dan Campbell just doesn't feel like the answer to me. And, like, maybe he can be the guy to do the dirty work and, and change the culture like we just said. It honestly kind of feels to me like the real head coach is coming around in, like, two years. And that, that's just kind of where I am. And, and, like, I think they're they're going to be back looking for a head coach in a couple years. So I, I gave this a 4 out of 10. Um, that's crazy to me that, like, I think, like, I, I get not loving it and not loving Dan Campbell, but that, I think that's going to be our biggest difference is this team's great. Uh, probably. Cause you're giving them an F that's that. I mean, a four out of 10 is, is an F. That's, hey, I don't use, don't even talk to me about letter grades. I don't believe in them. It's a four out of 10. Yeah, and a B plus. I mean, that's a seven and a half. That's a, yeah, that's a big difference. I I just can't get on board, and I like like we just talked. Aaron, like you just said, Aaron Glenn looks like he's gonna be a head coach sooner rather than later. I love it. That looks awesome. Uh, we already talked. I like FIP. Uh, we haven't got to the front office yet, but it looks good too. Um, it's just Dan Campbell. I don't know. I can't. I can't get on board. But it feels the, it feels like this is a good hire in terms of getting to the next level for the Detroit Lions. So I think I think the, I think they're setting up the next head coach perfectly. If that makes any sense. <laughs> Well, uh, see that that doesn't make sense to me because then you're just assuming this whole staff's going to be gone. Yeah, I mean, well, Aaron Glenn, like we just said, probably a head coach. So how are they setting up the next head coach? Ch- changing the culture, and I think that's what this is going to do. Not not the staff. But if he change, so uh, I don't, so you've brought him in to change the culture for three years, and then you're going to fire him. I think that's where it's going to end up. I mean, like, <laughs> like it feels. So then, how's this setting up the next coach? He's going to be the same. Because there's so much just grimy, dirty work to do to get out from that Matt Patricia stink and from the Lions stink in general. So don't you think his leash would be long then? And then if they can get out of that, he'll be maybe, capped? maybe, yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, do, like do you see Dan Campbell being good enough to get you to a divisional round in the playoffs? Eventually. Well, I, I mean, this this is a long term plan, so maybe I don't know. I love the coordinators, and I like uh, I, I like Brad Holmes as the GM, and there feels like there's continuity there's between between the coaching staff and the front office for once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, Chris Spielman's the shadow director, so yeah. and you know my like how much I love Chris Spielman. Dorsey's what a senior personnel exec. That's that's that, that, that doesn't hurt. Agnew looks like a really good hire too as the assistant GM. Um, coming with the Rams too, I like a lot of this. It's just I don't know. Dan Campbell doesn't seem right. That's 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 where I am with it. And I know like we're grading it as an entirety, but it starts and ends with the head coach. I'm 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 turning. I'm going full Dan Campbell. I love it. Respect. Hey, look, he's fun. I mean, it's again, it's so much so much better than Matt Patricia. So if we're comparing to that, it's like a ten out of ten. But but, but I think on the grand <laughs> scheme of things. I don't know, like like uh, average to below average, but I, I know the staff is cool. I like the staff. Uh, okay, moving into the Houston Texans. Um, okay, so obviously after a lot of 
a long coaching search, they hired Dave Cully, who I kind of feel bad for because yeah. it feels like he's just going to be like he's being used. Yeah. Um, but he's been around the league forever. He he was the uh, Ravens receivers coach and assistant head coach when the Texans hired him. Prior to that, he's been the Bills quarterback coach. He was with Andy Reid in Philadelphia forever mm-hmm. as his receivers coach. He was the Chiefs assistant head coach for a while with Andy Reid. Um, like he's been around the league, uh, for a long time. He's, he's been one of the better wide receiver coaches for a long time, but I mean, he's, he's never called plays. Um, I like, I, I just feel bad. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I get like, they, they, it, it's good. They kept Tim Kelly around cause he's like the one guy who apparently from the pre- previous coaching staff who had a good relationship with Deshaun Watson and he did a good job as a play caller last year. Uh, like, the Lovey Smith hire as defensive coordinator doesn't do a ton for me. What the fuck? Like, we we're, we love Lovey Smith. What the? You can't say that. But yeah, no. Hear me out. As an actual hear hire, it's out. not great. Yeah, go continue. Hear me out. When Lovey's not in the state of Illinois, I don't know if he's very good. Like he's got to be in Illinois. I I totally agree. Um, I like it's just hiring Lovey Smith's been out of the NFL for a while. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he was the head coach at Illinois. Um. Like, that just seemed kind of strange. Like, there's a ton of experience there, and you, I always love how, for a new head coach to hire a, uh, a coordinator who's been a head coach. Yeah. But, I don't know. I My favorite hire from the staff is Pep Hamilton mm-hmm. as the quarterback coach. I think that's a home run in terms of quarterback coach. I think he should be an offensive coordinator. Yeah. I end up giving them a D because I don't think there's any scenario where this works out. Even if David Culley's a good head coach, like, being in this situation, you're, you're, you're fucked from the start. <laughs> Yeah, I feel I feel the same way as you. Like, Cully himself, I almost like I don't know. I almost like I want to remove him from the situation almost because, like you said, I do feel bad for him. But the hire himself feels underwhelming. Like I, I don't know. Like the whole thing just the whole franchise reeks of them going into twenty years of losing and being the David Carr era worse uh, Houston Texans. And the last thing preventing that is Deshaun Watson, who obviously wants out. And um, like that's not indicative of of Cully himself at all but maybe it is of the hire of Cully because like no one else wanted to touch this franchise um so I, I don't I don't know so I, it's like I want to remove Cully and I obviously I, I, I even if he's a good head coach I don't know what to think about him um and like and like you said like getting an old vet like Lovey Smith is fun but I don't know this feels like they're about to go into uh, many many years of losing uh, I gave it a one and a half out of ten yeah, like is this is my lowest grade? Is my, it yours? As yeah, well? yeah, it is. Like it's it's just hard to find any situation where this will, ends up working out. And again, it's not really David Culley's fault. No. It's uh, it's Jack S. Easterby's. But hey, <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. I can't. Wait. We'll get there. I can't. I can't wait for the Jack Easterby thirty for thirty. <laughs> That's cursed. I don't want to watch that. Okay, jumping to the Jaguars, AJ's Jaguars. Uh, obviously, they they go and they get Urban Meyer to unretire, um, become the head coach, his first NFL gig. Uh, he he brings in longtime Seahawks offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel as his OC. Uh, he brings Joe Cullen in as his DC from Baltimore, um, and Brian Schneider as his special teams coordinator. He's got a fun staff too. Yeah, because um, it's all Seahawks. <laughs> Charlie Strong, uh, the the former Louisville and Texas and South Florida head coach. Uh, is his assistant head coach and linebackers coach. Brian Schottenheimer, also Seahawks, former OC. 
is their passing game coordinator. Former Ravens linebacker Zach Orr is the outside mm-hmm. linebackers coach. Uh, Chris Ash, um, the former Rutgers coach, is the uh, safeties coach. And, hey, old Bob Sutton's on this staff as a senior defensive yeah, assistant. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Um, <laughs> this one was the hardest one for me to grade. And, I, I, I mean, for obvious reasons, because it's Urban Meyer jumping in the NFL. Um, but it's also like – I don't know. It screams like this is toxic. Like the start of this has been so toxic, <laughs> and like Urban sucks. I hate Urban Meyer. He, he he's been toxic. Does anyone like Urban? No, Meyer? no one. Like I'm an Ohio State fan. I, hate I know, him. I know. But you have some morals. I'm sure the the hardcore Ohio State fans don't. Um, I don't mean hardcore. I mean you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, Urban Meyer's won everywhere he's been. So like this is, yeah. this is like I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Like uh, Urban himself. I don't know. I hate him. But he's obviously a good coach. And and then yes, can he do it in the NFL? It's there's so many layers to this. But like you said, I like the staff. And it's it's weird how it's, sea hockey the staff is. The Jaguars are Seahawks East for the second time this decade or in the last ten years. Um like it's it's I do think the offensive staff is well structured to help Lawrence transition into the NFL, especially Bevel. But uh, I think I think Lawrence it, is gonna fit into that well. Yeah, go ahead. And, and similarly to what I was saying about the Dan Campbell staff, like Urban Meyer is the CEO head coach for the Jaguars, yeah. obviously. So it's, it's great that he brings in an experienced OC in Daryl Bevel yep. and another experienced OC in Brian Schottenheimer. And then Joe Collin, who's never been a DC before, but he's been uh, a defensive line coach in, in the NFL for like a decade and a half. Yeah. And he comes from the Ravens, who, I mean, everybody knows how many DCs they've produced mm-hmm. over the years. So I think that's a very good hire as well. I, hey, can I, um, I will add, Cullen's got some stink on him too because he, he's got a Dewey. He's, he drove through a Wendy's naked. Um, so, what? Yeah, he drove through a Wendy's drive through naked. According to Wikipedia, I didn't even check it, but I, I'm pretty sure I heard it before. Um, like Schneider took that the leave of absence. They never. I'm not saying this is the same thing. I'm just saying that's kind of awkward too from the Seahawks this year. Um, and I think Izzy was a better special teams coordinator. But that, like that's he's a good special teams coordinator. It's just I don't know. This whole thing is strange, and I don't know well, how I feel. It, also, hanging over it all is the whole fucking Chris Doyle <laughs> exactly. hire, which was ridiculous that Urban Meyer thought he could pull that shit in the NFL. Instantly goes wrong, and <laughs> two days later, piece of shit resigned. At 11.40 at night on a Friday, yeah. Yeah, and now like that's just out. hanging over this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious. To, but I love Charlie Strong. Yeah, I do, me too. I'm curious to hear what your grade is, because this was the most difficult grade for me. Me too. I kind of caught it. <laughs> What'd you give it? I feel like well, I gave it a B plus. Mm. Okay. Just because, like I, I don't see a situation. Whereas with the Texans, I don't see a situation where it goes well, no matter what. With the Jaguars, they're gonna have some success. They're getting Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. The, the uh, Schottenheimer and Bevel are very experienced. Like, are they top end offense coordinators? No, but. Like I, I think what Lawrence says well fits what Bevel the way Bevel calls. Yeah. Um I, I like a lot of their, their assistants. They've they've got a lot of NFL experience on staff. I love I I freaking love Charlie Strong. Um like I it might take a while, but he's gonna have a while and it's I know Trent Balke's hired as their GM, but like Urban Meyer's got more power than Trent Balke. Mm-hmm. And I just don't really see a way where you get urban like psychotic Urban Meyer with a Trevor Lawrence, where this doesn't end up in two years them being at least in the process of turning it all around. Yeah, I mean, I mean we've seen Meyer choose his spots and leave, and 
This this does feel more. Ca- That's for health reasons, though. Yeah, yeah. But this <laughs> this does feel more calculated by Urban Meyer. Um, I give it a six yeah, and a half. Like he wouldn't have taken this job if they weren't getting Trevor. Lawrence. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. I, I give it a six and a half. Um, if there wasn't so much stink on it already, it, it yeah, would have been that's the a seven and a half probably. Exactly. And then I'm still, I don't know. Like, but you're right. I I said it last week. I think this Jags office is going to be good from from the start with Trevor Lawrence. I think it's all all there for him. Um, defense going to take a little bit, but yeah, I, I I don't know. And but I'm I'm afraid of that ticking time bomb that it kind of feels like already that it just hitting. Like you said, that he's got all the time he wants, uh, as long as he doesn't fuck this up somehow by being like not. It's not going to happen on the field though. It's going to happen off the field. So, anyways. It's weird. It is. It is. It is. Uh, okay, the Los Angeles Chargers shocked the world. Hired Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley as their head coach. He brought in uh, Joe Lombardi from the Saints as his OC. He brought in Ronaldo Hill from the Broncos as his DC. Uh, and Darius Swinton as a special teams coordinator. Um, the only like really notable assistant they hired was Shane Day as the as the QB's coach and, and passing game coordinator. Hey, I, Michael Wilhoyt, the old uh, linebacker. He's the linebackers coach. Oh, now. is he on staff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Michael Wilhoyt. That's an interesting hire. Hell yeah. I think he could be like that, that. That screams like he he could be a, a, a DC down the road. To be honest, but yeah. Anyways, that's getting ahead of us. Um, it, it's weird to me seeing Ronaldo Hill as a DC. I know. Now. I know. Because I like uh, I vividly remember him playing in the NFL. I know it's it's strange. Um, I I I don't know how I feel about uh, Brandon Staley. Like, it feels so fast. And I mean, obviously he did an awesome it, yeah, job so. in LA, but it was only one year as a DC. And the, the the other thing you have to consider too is think about how how awesome uh, again just one year, but how awesome he had that defense going. Yeah. Obviously, they had Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and a, whole, uh, a handful of other pieces. But the Chargers have so many fun defensive pieces, yeah, too. Yeah. So it's, it's hard not to get excited about what he could be doing with Derwin James, with with Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Drew Tranquil, of course. Um, and, and the other, like, Ronaldo Hill, I, he, he hired him from Vic Fangio's staff in Denver. And Staley's a, a, a Fangio yeah. disciple, so, like, there's continuity there between... Like, I'm sure Staley will have a, a major role in game planning there, and those two will be on the same page. 100%. How do you feel about the Joe Lombardi hire? Like, I, he, he's been the QB's coach for the Saints for the last, like, four or five years, but, like, he was... And he's, he's, a, he's a long-time Sean Payton guy, but, like, he was a, nothing to get, like, super excited about when he's calling plays in Detroit. I uh, 100% agree. I put, eh. Like it's it's the important hire on the staff too. Um, mm. It doesn't get me excited. Like like going from the Saints quarterback coach to the Lions OC back to the Saints quarterback. I don't know that that screams mediocrity to me. Um, yeah. I it doesn't it it's, doesn't it's, excite me. Especially considering like I I thought they might keep Pep Hamilton yeah. and make him OC because Justin Herbert loves Pep Hamilton. Um, fuck, I wish Pep Hamilton didn't have to get hired in Houston. I know. Feels like again that's not gonna go well. Hey, but the, the Houston loves old Big Ten coaches, apparently. I mean, he was never head coach, but he coached there. <laughs> That's true. Um, um, or even, I ended up giving- even keeping Steichen, I think I would have liked more than uh, Lombardi. But anyways. Well, you know, like Steichen sh- showed something with Herbert last year, at least. Um, Lombardi, I don't know. I gave it a C plus. Oh, like, yeah. It feels very Chargers-y that everyone was like, oh, it's going to be Brian yeah. Abel. Like, hell yeah, this offense can be so fun. They go total opposite direction. They kind of 
they hired Brandon Staley surprisingly. Like, obviously his name was popping up in a lot of places as a head coach. But it's just one year, and that's always scary, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I don't know. It just feels Chargers-y. It feels like he's going he's gonna to do some good things. He's going to have some issues. He'll he'll because they have Justin Herbert. They'll they'll make the playoffs at a fair time. Like I just don't think it, it's a high ceiling hire. I think it's a high floor hire though. You, you, I agree. Um, I wish he had a vet like a, like an ex head coach on the staff too. That kind of st- scares me a little bit because of how inexperienced yeah. he is. It's a it is a very uh, inexperienced. Coach yeah. Um. I, and again, I am still salty. This wasn't Brian Dable. That felt like a home run. Um. Also, like again, it's inexperience, and in general, I don't neither of us like hiring a defensive guy, and that's especially when you have an ascending star quarterback in a second year. Um, just doesn't feel right to me, and I give it a six out of ten. But yeah, that, okay, so we're on, we're, yeah. we're better on this. Yeah, game. I think that defense is gonna be cooking though. But um, yeah, like I, I am excited to see what him and, and Ronaldo Hill do with all those toys yeah. if if they can stay healthy. Yeah, and that's always been the biggest issue for the Chargers. But again, like as we set this whole thing up, since it felt like Anthony Lynn was going to start getting fired, this was this should have all been about uh, making Justin Herbert one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and it it didn't come down to that, and that's stupid to me. Yeah, no, I I, I don't disagree. Um, okay, the New York Jets, my favorite coaching staff, not even close. I think somehow the Jets got it right for once, yeah. and like didn't inc- like. Joe Douglas knows what he's doing, is my take. Um, hires Robert Sala, the Fortnite's defensive coordinator, as his head coach. Sala poaches Michael Flores as his OC. Brings in Jeff Albrecht from the Falcons as his DC. Um, and Brant Boyer as his special teams <laughs> coordinator. I know that gets you going, AJ. Um, <laughs> and and so, the, so he retains Boyer, who knows the staff. He gets LaFleur, who's... Obviously, uh, Matt LaFleur's younger brother and was a hot OC hire name for the last year or so. Yeah. Uh, and, and Albrecht did a good job with that Falcons defense when he took over. Yeah, no, for sure. And it, this is kind of like Pete Carroll's satellite defensive staff. It's kind of fun. Like, um, and, and, and that's that, that, that's what I'm mentioning. They hired Leon Washington as mm-hmm. assistant special teams coach, mm-hmm. which that bumps your grade up, I know. Oh, it did. It um, did. They've got Miles Austin as their receivers coach. Uh, but more importantly, Mark Emanuel as their DBs coach, yeah. who obviously he worked with Albrick in Atlanta. Um, and he, he the, do you remember, like, it, it doesn't feel that long ago that his name was popping up a little bit as a potential head coach at some point. Yeah, it's just the Falcons fell apart. <laughs> exactly. Like, he's one of the best DB coaches in the league. Yeah, I love Mark Plus, two former uh, players... Oh, three. I didn't even see this. Ricky Manning's on the yeah, staff. Yeah, and Ricky Manning. Hayes, Hayes Pullard and Chip Vaughn. That's three, like, semi-recent former players. Yeah. It's a cool – I like this staff a lot, man. It's <laughs> it's, it's sick. And, yeah, Lafleur is the home run uh, of it all. And, hey, on top – No, Sal is the home run of it all. Well, sure. But, I, yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. When you get a defensive yeah. head coach, you need that offensive coordinator. And Lombardi is is, is not exciting. Lafleur is super exciting. Obviously, long-time shanty man. Um, and you know, <laughs> the cherry on top of this whole thing, and this is a great staff, is that they're moving on from Adam Gase. <laughs> like that just that just feels amazing. Like and like Salah feels like he's there to build something. He's there to change the culture. Plus, I think he's got the, the X's and O's down. Um, 
like, like I know we've already knocked the defensive head coach kind of thing. The difference here is one, uh, the Jets needed the culture change desperately, and two, having Lafleur is huge. Like I just said, um, I, I I think this is home run all around. If like you just said, if surprisingly the Jets got it right for once, this is my highest grade. I give it a nine out of ten. I give it an A plus. It's a combination of youth but experience like so has been obviously one of the best defensive coordinators the last few years Lafleur didn't call plays in san francisco but he's been a long time shanahan guy um and he's also quite young but like he he had a big hand in what they did uh in san francisco last few years he was with them in atlanta before that um, and we've seen what other Shanahan disciples have done. Yeah. And then, again, I really like the Jeff Ulbrich hire, not only because I liked him when he played for the Niners, but I liked, I, like, I thought he did a good job in Atlanta. Agreed, yeah. And it, like you said, it's like, it's youth, but it's guys with good track records already, and they're all familiar mm-hmm. with each other, which it just feels like yeah. it's going to be nice and just tight there. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what they do with Quinn and Williams. Oh, I'm excited to see who the return man is because that's the most important job on this team. <laughs> do you, Do you think like they're just gonna let, like like Brent Brent Boyer is a special teams coordinator, but like Leon Washington specifically, his hand is in who's returning. Kids? Absolutely, he's he's the heir to the throne here. Do you think? Maybe can I throw an idea? At you? Please. Are they gonna draft a, a guy just to be a kick returner? Uh, you know, I think they're going to sell the farm for Tony Pollard and finally unlock him in the NFL, and he's RB1 there. Wow, okay. I like it. Dante Pettis will be on this team too. Okay, don't. <laughs> now, uh, I'm a, I'll quit my Colts fandom to be a Jets fan if they end up with Dante Pettis. It just, uh, it's, it's nice that the Jets finally feel like they're heading in the right direction. And, like, and, and not just like, okay, this is a good step. It feels like, okay, this is the big step. I, I'm happy for the Jets. I hope it works. I Me really, too. really hope it works. Um, okay, finally the Philadelphia Eagles, who shockingly hired Nick Sirianni, uh, the Colts OC, as their head coach. He brought in... The aforementioned Shane Steichen as his OC, Jonathan Gannon as his DC, uh, and Michael Clay as a special teams coordinator. Uh, although, like, I don't love this staff, I do really like that they went and got Brian Johnson as the QB's coach, who was Florida's offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, plus, Alex Tanney retired and <laughs> instantly is on staff. Uh, and, and I like Tracy Rocker, too, as their D-line coach coming, uh, coming from college as well. Um, who I'm like I'm he he jumped uh, from South Carolina to Auburn to Philly in like the span of like two months. <laughs> that's sick. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I don't. Oh, and and, and and sorry, and former NFL receiver Aaron Moorhead's the receiver's coach. Sick. I uh, I don't love this at all. Like it's it is like and go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay because obviously I I am I I liked. The Colts a lot. I liked a lot of what Frank Reich did. I like Nick Sirianni a lot as well. Uh, it's insane to me that he is now a head coach. Yeah, agreed. Like I was ready to see Nick Sirianni get hired as an OC somewhere where he could call plays. <laughs> yeah, like that's where I was as a Nick Sirianni fan, and now he's the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Shane Steichen, uh, at least they have an experienced play caller, I guess, yeah. um, who only called plays for one season. Um, I, I believe, uh, yeah. for the Chargers. Um, and then, like, Jonathan Gannon, that's a very out-of-nowhere uh, DC hire, too. 
Um, he's the Colts corners coach. Uh, like it feels like all like all three of the well, I guess Steichen at least has been an OC before, but like Sirian and Gannon just like climbed the coaching rankings pretty quickly. And for uh, so, for no real good like I know that like Colts staff is good, but like if you doesn't it just feel so goofy that you're getting your old OC's current OC as your head coach? Like, yes. It just feels like they wanted Frank Reich. They're like, fuck, we should have somehow figured out how to get Frank Reich as our head coach, and this is our, our best way of doing that. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Also, Michael Clay is the youngest coordinator in the NFL. That's sick. Okay, I love I love that. Go Docs. He, he, hey, hey, Oregon fans, you yeah. remember Michael Clay. Yeah. He uh, started uh, on some of those good Chip Kelly teams. But, like, that's such a young coordinator core. So inexperienced. Uh, it just, it very much, like, it blows my mind. Like, the fact that Brian Johnson, who I remember playing at Utah, is older <laughs> than some of the coordinators. I know, right? And I, like, Brian Johnson's, in my mind, a young up-and-coming, he was a young up-and-coming college OC who's going to be a head coach in college soon. Like, uh, I don't know, it's just crazy. I, I, I Outside of the Brian Johnson hire, I don't really like any of this. Uh, I still give it a C. I I'm gonna switch that to a C minus. You know that's so funny. I, I'll tell you my grade in a sec, but I, as we've been talking, I kind of want to lower it too. Um, mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Like he, he. Okay. I don't know. Like like for all those reasons, it just it, Nick Sirianni doesn't feel like he's the one to turn this ship around. And and we talked about last week. The Eagles feel like they're such on the precipice of either absolutely fucking tanking or just being lucky enough to compete in the NFC because it isn't good. Um, but they feel like they're they're headed directly for an iceberg. I don't think he's gonna be the one um, to to fucking avoid it. it. They need a massive change. I, I think like Howie Roseman. I I don't know. It, Probably time to go. Yeah, it, it's changed a lot since like remember when we talked about it. Um, you know, week sixteen or whatever. And it was like a hemming and hawing. And I think you're a little more like because he he's obviously brought a lot in. But since then, all the all the word we've heard, it feels like it's time for him to go too. Um, so this move just doesn't feel like it. I'm kind of happy Doug Peterson got canned because I, it, it, you know, it came out of nowhere a little bit. But after like after that week 17, I'm glad he's out. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like the Steichen hire. I think that makes a lot of sense. It's a good move, but it's not like a fucking wow, holy cow hire. Uh, I gave it a five. I think I'm gonna lower it though. Yeah, I, it's just, I'm gonna give it a four out of ten. The more we talked about it, the more it was like they've got a, a, only one other coordinator has been a coordinator before, and it was for or. Yeah, and it was for one season of calling plays. Sirianni's never called plays. Like, this this coaching staff, it, it, they are, I'm assuming, going to have a long leash because they're all so young and inexperienced. Like, they need time to grow. It, and It's so boomer bust, but the boom factor isn't there. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Okay, so um, that's all of our coaches, or head coaches. Uh, so let's just run through it again. I give the Falcons a B. What'd you give them? Uh, I am scrolling up. I, I give them an A and a half. I give the Lions a B plus. I give the Lions. This is our big difference. A four out of ten. I give the Texans a D. A one and a half out of ten. <laughs> I give the Jags a B plus. Six and a half out of ten. I give the Chargers a C plus. Six out of ten. I give the Jets an A plus. Uh, nine out of ten. And I give the Eagles a C minus. And I move them from a five to a four out of ten. All right, so we're on the same page in terms of the jet, the Jets are are the biggest slam dunk yeah. here. They're the big winners. Agreed. I was looking at our, our my last year's, and I was kind of like everything was like kind of a six and a half, seven. Um, and, and this year it just felt like it was such a fucking wonky coaching cycle, and it was fun. 
and it's it weird and i think so many of these are gonna blow up and so and for, for in the good and bad ways so um okay before we move to gms um i, I just want to know of coordinators hired for teams that didn't hire a new head coach who's your favorite Coordinators hired for teams that didn't hire a new I head messaged coach. you this, so you, the fact that you seem shocked is... I, I didn't see your message at all. Um, who, who, give me some names. Dan Quinn, Gus Bradley, Raheem Morris, Sean Desai, D'Amico Ryans, Matt Canada, Marcus Brady. Uh, Those a few. It's clearly Dan Quinn, baby, and Gus Bradley tied. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Mine are Marcus Brady uh, and Raheem Morris. Marcus Brady is the Colts OC, or Raheem Morris is the Rams DC. Um, I think Sean Tessai in Chicago is pretty interesting, too. And obviously, we love D'Amico Ryans and Matt Canada, so I had to throw them down. Yeah, Canada. I mean, how excited as a Steelers fan are you for Matt Canada? Not very, because the quarterback situation, like, it doesn't yeah. really matter who's calling plays. That's a good point. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Draft Maryland quarterback Talia Tagovailoa. <laughs> Wait, you can say when it's Tua, but you can't say when it's Talia Tagovailoa. It's a different name. Last name Tua Tagovailoa, Talia. Now, see, I've already, but saying a different first name, it throws me off. I can only say Tua's name in full. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. I don't even want to say anything now. <laughs> hey, AJ. Whether. Rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for on eBay. With eBay's authenticity guaranteed, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professionals, professional authenticators. Uh, a team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guaranteed tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and is custom, customized with the sneaker's details. Authenticity guarantee also protects sellers with a verified return process. It's free to sell sneakers $100 and more on eBay. And thanks to eBay's authenticity guarantee, verified returns make the whole transaction worry-free. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. That's why you should use eBay to buy and sell your sneakers. And you should use Bet Online to make money to buy more sneakers. Uh, so head to Bet Online. College basketball tournaments, uh, conference tournaments are just around the corner, which means March Madness is on the horizon, which is the best gambling time of the year. Um, plus the NBA, the NHL, pitchers and catchers have reported, so you'd start gambling on baseball. I mean, I have no idea how to gamble on baseball, but maybe you do. The Oscars are around the corner as well. You can gamble on those at Bet Online, And if you use the promo code armchair at checkout, you'll get something. I'm not sure what, but you'll get something. I promise you <laughs> it's that. It's a surprise gift. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Okay, let's move to 2021 NFL GM grades. Uh, this will be a little quicker, obviously. Uh, but let's start with the Falcons, where they hired uh, Saints longtime personnel man Terry Fontenot as their GM. Uh, they got a, I, I made a little list of of some maybe more important pieces in each front office. Uh, the Falcons got Kyle Smith as their VP of player personnel. Shepley Hurd is the director of pro personnel. Steve Sabo is the director of player personnel. And maybe like the biggest names who are just scouts because they have Rustin Webster, Phil Emery, and Joel Collier as scouts, which is pretty wild considering those are three guys who've been high-ranking uh, front office men in their time. Um, I gave this an A. I See, like, so Terry Fontenot, I, I agree. I like this hire a lot. It kind of rolled into why I like my the Arthur Smith hire a lot too. I'm just going to give it the same grade, eight and a half. Yeah, like, uh, obviously, he, he'd been with the Saints um, – since 2003 he he was like a scout for a decade like he worked he grinded his way up the rankings he was the assistant gm last year um he hey he knows the division yeah how how important is that to you oh extremely important it's different down in the nfc south but yeah he's like mickey loomis rayham man for a long time um he he, him and arthur smith are going to be on the same page i'm always for hiring a gm and head coach like to have them on the same page. Yeah. And again, really experienced people around him. He's really experienced. They've obviously Rich McKay's been the president for freaking ever too. And he's an experienced GM. There's a lot of experience in the front office. Um, they haven't had a new GM in how long has it been? Oh man. What, what, what was Demetrius hired? Like 2008, 2009? I, I want to say eight. Yeah. It was for the Matt. It might've been, was it the Matt Ryan draft? Uh, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Thomas Dimitrov has been there for like a decade and a half yeah. or something. So I mean, to to go get a guy who's both young but very experienced in a really successful franchise with the Saints, uh, I love it. Yeah. No, me too. I think again, this kind of all just paired into the Arthur Smith hire. I I, I love it too. Yeah. Uh, Two thousand and eight for uh, Thomas Dimitrov. Okay. Jumping to the Panthers, who obviously they hired Matt Rule last year, and it felt like. It was only a matter of time till Marty Herney was gone, and it happened this off season. Matt, in a lot of situations, the GM generally it feels like is above the head coach. This one's a little different. I think Matt rules like yeah. the head honcho, yeah. um, below David Tepper, obviously. Uh, they hire Scott Fitterer from the Seahawks, uh, who's I mean he's been rumored for GM jobs for like five years. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been what, what was he co-director player personnel, and then he's been vice president of football ops last year. So like that that step up just kind of meant that he's he's going to be a GM you know right away. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, it worked out that way. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think I like all these GM hires. The GM hires as a whole are better than the coaching hires. 
I, yeah, like I don't, I don't think that. Well, that's sort of one. I don't think there's like any. I, I actually I take that back. I gave some bad grades. Okay, <laughs> I like Fitter, and yeah, like you said, it kind of he, he, you can tell he's under Matt Rule, and I think he's got a good eye for mm. talent. Uh, I give it an eight. Yeah, he comes from one of the again similar to Fontenot. Yeah, he comes from one of the most successful front offices, successful franchises, um, and uh, it feels like like obviously Tepper's not hiring Fitterer unless he's on the same page as Matt Rule. So I think there's continuity there. I give it a B plus. Yep. Yeah, I think it, it makes sense. Um. Okay, Denver Broncos. Finally, John Elway. I mean, they should get a good grade just because now John Elway is not like the de facto GM. Exactly. Uh, I give him a B minus. They hired George Patton, uh, longtime Rick Spielman right hand man, um, from from the Vikings. And uh, Pat Patton had been a guy who, similar to Fitter, had been mentioned for GM jobs forever. But it, it more seemed like with Patton that uh, I'm pronouncing his last name wrong. It's Peyton. It's pronounced Peyton, AJ. I didn't mean I thought it was Patton too, but one T, so that makes sense. Uh, okay, yeah. But um, Peyton, it had sounded like he had opportunities to leave before, mm-hmm. but he was looking for the right fit, and he, yeah, I guess he found it in Denver. Uh, I, I'm hesitant to give it a, a better grade just because it's like John always still there. I know George Payton has final say on things, but does he really? Like Elway's still the president of football ops. Like, I don't think it's a bad hire. I just don't think it's to the same level, I guess, as like Terry Fontenot was the highest grade I gave out. And I don't think it's to the same level as Scott Fitter. Yeah, no, that's right. I, I gave it a seven. And yeah, uh, they couldn't get paid in, so they got paid in. Does that make sense? Wow. Slim down. <laughs> okay. Detroit Lions. Um, they they uh they hired a real GM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they hired Brad Holmes from the Rams, and he surrounded himself with really smart football people, yeah. which is always a good sign. So he he'd been with the Rams for like two decades now. He's he's still pretty young too, um. But they they hire him from the Rams. He hires Ray Agnew as his assistant GM. Keeps Jimmy Ray the third around, who's always been like one of the top names in in personnel, um. And uh, and they bring in John Dorsey, the obviously the the former uh, Browns and, and Chiefs GM. Yeah, I, I'm pretty optimistic about this. It, it feels like like again, it, I like everything they did pretty much except for Dan Campbell. So it's it's kind of funny. Maybe you'll be right. Maybe they'll all work out. I do like the front office though. I, again, I like Brad Holmes as an individual. Uh, Agnew's got a lot of promise. Dorsey's never it never hurts to have someone like John Dorsey on staff. Um, I, I give it an eight and a half. It, it matches the Fontenot. I like this hire a lot too. Yeah, I give it a B plus. So I, I think like, I think those are the three best GM hires: Fontenot, Fitter, and Brad Holmes. Yeah, no, that that's that's fair. Um, and 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 it's it's interesting that like Chris Spielman, they obviously brought him in to be the assistant to the chairman, president, and CEO. So he's like an yeah. advisor, I guess. But it seems like he has a lot of a lot of power. I think both so. In, both seeing this Holmes hire and the Dan Campbell hire, um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. I really love Chris Spielman, though, so I'm biased. <laughs> I, I I don't know how I feel that I feel about that like individually, but everything else is is good except for Dan Campbell. So, yeah, but he he does feel like he's gonna have legit power there. Yeah, no, uh, I agree that like if these hires are bad, you would think mm-hmm. like, uh oh, Chris Spielman 
maybe shouldn't but yeah. since they're good it's more like a positive that yeah maybe it's a good thing they've got a really wise football guy in the building yep no that, that's true just like matt millen <laughs> hey i love matt millen i don't care what anyone says he was a bad gm but he was good at everything else he's done in his football life that's a good point uh okay the houston texans this is my worst grade Jack Easterby <laughs> somehow is in charge of everything. Hired his buddy Nick Casario from the from the Patriots as the GM, and since he did that, everything has gone wrong. So I give him that. That's fair. Okay, okay, hold on. Let's start like this. In a vacuum, I don't hate Nick Casario. Um, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like that's that's how I feel. Like it's kind of cool that he's been on the field and in the front office with the Patriots. But has, none of these Patriots hires ever fucking work out. So that's that's also a bad thing. And then, yeah, you throw the fucking witch doctor Jack Easterby into the mix. Uh, like, the whole thing is just a fucking sinking ship. I'm just going to match the grade. I, I give it a one and a half. Wow. But a, a, in a vacuum, I think Casario is okay. Like it's so funny if you look, like, just looking at Jack Easterby's um, Wikipedia. Uh, like where it lists like their career history as executive 2004 Jaguars operations intern 2005 to 2010 the South Carolina Gamecocks character coach 2011 to 2012 the Chiefs chaplain what the fuck 2013 2018 the Patriots character coach then obviously uh, or it's two years ago now the Texans brought him in as the the VP of team development which kind of just sounds like a character coach in a fancier way yeah. maybe and then all of a sudden he's now the vp of football ops <laughs> it's like in charge of everything oh god what a mess I, he, and, and then it doesn't help when you see his crazy weird i don't know what those videos no that helps what that sermons? helps he's funny he's very funny you gotta uh, give him that oh like is that his sermon uh yeah you could call it a sermon okay Anyway, so yeah, I give it an F. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. It's very witch doctor. Okay. <laughs> well, I put it this way: my life's better with this going on. Like it's hilarious. I, you know, remember remember we talked? Um, I don't know, week fourteen or fifteen. I, I I did the Texans game this year, and I just came away hating the fucking Houston Texans. It's like they weren't playing the rookies. It, the team was just so bad. It was they weren't fun to watch. It was only Deshaun Watson. And like since then, like I just it's it's very fun watching them blow up, and I just want Deshaun Watson to get the hell out of there. Yeah, let let Deshaun go somewhere cool like Carolina. Yeah, and let's just have fun watching this thing implode. Yeah, I've, honestly, I've never really liked like Matt Schwab was fun, but like I, I don't know, I, I I think the logo is not that good, and everyone loves it. I don't like their uniforms. I've never really liked the Texans that much, to be completely honest. And like, who's your favorite Texan ever? I mean, it's probably Andre Johnson, but like, yeah, no, that's correct. Uh, I can't even think of a, a low. I mean, JJ Watt, but I mean, I don't even love JJ that much. Um, you know what I liked a lot? D- D- Dante Robinson. Remember the corner? I don't know why I liked him a lot. Yeah, he was really good from South Carolina. Yeah. Ooh, Jack Easterby coach there. Oh, Uh-oh. this is all coming together now. He's the next head coach. <laughs> um. Oh God, now Owen Daniels, the tight end. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, I think think for like a, a non high key one, I'm gonna say Robinson. I, I liked him. That's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I I have to say Brian Kosher. So. Who's on the staff, baby, still. Yes. Okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they they just promoted Trent Balky from interim GM to a full-time GM. Uh, he, prior to that, he had been the, their director of player personnel for a yeah. year. Obviously, prior to that, he had been, had been the 49ers' longtime front office man and GM with Harbaugh. 
Yeah, which was a tumultuous relationship. That was a bit of a disaster. It's kind of funny that he's again a GM for a guy coming from college. Um, well, he's only that's all he's done really. I know. Uh, he he was that for uh, the old ball coach in Washington as well. <laughs> that's, that's true. I know it's very very strange. Uh, as a talent evaluator, I, he's okay. He, he's had some big hits and some mm. bad misses. Like he, it, he's like he's not an above average GM, but he's not like horrible or anything yeah um i gave it a c plus mainly because it's urban meyer show yeah and and like i'm sure trent balky will be used as a scapegoat if things don't go that's well. guaranteed yeah um i do like like obviously the cons on the team so i, I like tony Khan sticking like tony Khan's still their chief football strategy officer and uh that like he deal, deals with a lot of the analytics i like that they hired cream kassam as the vp of football ops strategy uh, and Trip Mc Trip McCracken not only is one of the best names, <laughs> but he's he's a really good salary cap guy to have. And like again, it kind of it feels like a GM. I don't know. It just feels like a title for Trent Blocky. There's not a lot of control yeah. there for him. So like I, I don't mind I it. I think it's a fine guy to have on staff. Um, he's shown some really really great hires. I give it a six. Okay, so we're a bit of the same page. Yeah. Don't mind. Yeah. Okay, finally, the Washington football team who faked hired Marty Bernie <laughs> just to hire Martin Mayhew, who's like in my mind they're the same person. Um, and, but hey, they kept Marty Herney as the executive VP love it. of football player personnel. Um, but like, it, it, it's Ron Rivera's show, so it's hard to like. I think it's, a, I give it a C minus. Like, Martin Mayhew was like not a great gm for the lions no. and like was there forever and they weren't good yeah um and, and then more recently he's been with the 49ers that got some of the stink I'm, off of him kind of smart but yes well i i think like i he's a good guy to have in the front office because he's very experienced like i remember when john lynch hired him i think we were both like yeah that's a good thing to do hire yeah. a former gm who's, who's been in front office forever when you haven't been but to then make him the GM like that, it's hard to get excited about that. Like Marty Herney, I get like I, I'm cool with bringing him in to work in the front office just because him and Rivera yeah. have a relationship, and he's not the actual GM. Like I don't know, uh, they brought in Chris Poley into who's a younger guy who's been around the block. Uh, he was with the Jags and he was with the Colts with his dad. Um, and, um, Eric Stokes, I think is a good, another good guy to have who, who they just kept him around. He, he was with, uh, Rivera and Carolina as, as well. So there's a lot of continuity in terms of like these guys working with Rivera. Yeah. It's a really, it's a group of old guys though. I don't know. I, so it's Rivera's show. So it's hard to be like, it's terrible, but I don't know. I'm not very excited about no, it. No. And I like... That was kind of how I felt when they hired Ron Rivera. It's like, okay, this guy, you know he's going to come in and change the culture. And, I mean, the dividends were immediate. You, you saw that team. Like, after that fucking terrible summer they had, uh, and then obviously his health issues, that was an amazing year for Ron Rivera in, in Washington. Um, but it's still, I still feel like they're, they're never going to be better than a 9-7 and seven franchise. And this <laughs> this hire goes along with that. Plus, they Washington loves hiring guys who, who used to play for them. Like, he, he started in the front office with Washington – he played it for Washington. Um, so, I don't know. It, yeah, again, you, you, I think you hit it. It's not exciting. I give it a five and a half. It, it's fine. It's fine. All right. 
Okay, let's go through uh, just before we end it. So I give the Falcons and Terry Fontenot an A. Eight and a half. Panthers and Fitter B plus. I gave them a uh, eight. Broncos and Peyton a B minus. Seven. Lions and Holmes a B plus. I gave it an eight and a half. Texans and Casario an F. One and a half. <laughs> uh, Jaguars and, and Balky a C plus. I gave them a six. Uh, and football team and Mayu uh, a C minus. Five and a half. We're we're pretty much on page for all the GMs. Yeah. So, was Fontenot your highest? Then? It tied with Brad Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, in the in fitters in the top three too. Yeah. Those are the top three. I don't mind Peyton at all um, either. Yeah. No. Like I think he's clearly the fourth. Yeah. Agreed. It's fun. Agreed. Um. Yeah. We did it. Ah. Tune in next time and we'll we'll do the college coaches because we just love handing out arbitrary grades. <laughs> and I think I think we both deep down just like discussing random staffs. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I, get, I get more goofy for the call. This one I take seriously. I like freaking college is just like a lot of just gut feeling and <laughs> their track record. You know what I mean? I guess that's that's all you can ever do when you're judging coaches, though. And it's like it's funny how much stock people put it's, in. It's the, a crapshoot. It is. It is. Especially in college, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, shoot. for sure. But in the NFL too, it's like yeah, you you've seen their record and you know, uh, it, it, you know when the hire is right. But even then, it could still fuck up, and we see it all the time. So it's fun. It's fun to talk about. And in the long run, it doesn't really matter, but it's fun to talk about. So, yeah, tune in next time. We'll give Gus Mel's on A+. <laughs>